Welcome to episode 106 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. And today I just want to talk about what I see happening in the voice industry and its potential impact on education. Uh, I'm hearing over and over, if you look at what people were saying for the 2021 predictions, is that voice was going to be part of a multimodal approach. Um, We would get away from pure voice and it would be added into other modes of things that we already do, another way to interact. I totally agree with that. I think we're going to see more of that. Uh, Also, we're going to see more of brand-specific voice assistants where uh, BBC already came out with its own voice assistant to give information. And I think we're going to see more and more of that type of thing. Uh, When Google decided that all voice developers must also be app developers, that was a huge shift and change, and I believe uh, ties back to the multimodal approach. I also see that the price point um, is going up on what the devices are that are out there. If I look at the price of a kids edition echo dot right now we're looking at sixty dollars i will say that right now i can get the echo show five for 45 bucks because we know we're going to see um more more on the market that being said i think all these changes are things that create a little fear or anxiety in me in regards of how is that going to impact education forward. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that if we move to an interface where touch is needed, where face identification is needed, we lose a uniqueness that a voice-only interface gives us. And with that, it especially has a way to impact education. I'm not saying that a echo show uh, is necessarily wrong. There's a lot of value in that. We know that teaching um, by allowing students to be tactile and oral and auditory, they're all great ways to make sure we're meeting needs. But I do fear that that voice-only interface create something that isn't currently in the classroom. And that's a niche that I hate to see go away when I look at all these things changing in the voice industry. Um, I think there's a purity of voice, so to speak, in that I don't worry when a student asks a question by voice because they're asking it in front of the entire class. I'm less likely to be concerned that they're off task or they're using it inappropriately because there's 25 other students in the class um, judging them for the things that they're doing so to speak as peers but also just it it creates a inner um, an inner ability to self-govern the use of this technology that doesn't exist with a Chromebook or an iPad or a phone or that type of thing. So that being said, I think that that leads to a purity of voice being used in appropriate ways much easier than some of the other devices we put in the hands of children. Uh, The value of that low price point, I've always said, was a huge thing that pulled me towards voice because if I can put 
a $25 device in a classroom and everyone in the class has access to information, that's a great way to meet an equity issue when I can't afford or a school district can't afford to put devices in every hand. Um, and so in the midst of working on a project um, or in the middle of solving some problem, to be able to answer immediately by having one assistant in the classroom, uh, that solves a need that's not being solved at this point. Um, I knew that there would be changes in voice because we are still in such of an infancy stage of what it was going to be. But I fear, I think fear is the right word. I fear that as we push beyond um, just the voice experience and we think we're making it better, we might actually be losing some of the uniqueness and abilities and possibilities that have been there all alone that um, now people aren't going to focus on them as much. Because we're always, as developers, you always want to develop towards the next big thing that comes out. Um, but I think still there's value in the thing that already exists. So that being said, I also see that the voice community, we're talking amongst ourselves more than ever before. It feels like a community of 30 to 50 people on a regular basis, but they're all familiar names. And I find myself asking, shouldn't this be at a stage where there are more outsiders interested in it um, and there should be an increase of interest by those outsiders, say ed tech companies as a whole, um, in trying to figure out how do we, how can we use this for a greater good for the industry that we're in? That concerns me, that the voice industry sim seems to be at a stalemate. And even with new things coming out, um, it's still the same kind of concepts going around. I'm going to say that I am still that persistent and maybe even annoying evangelist for technology and education, for voice technology and education. I still believe that and to be it, there is a way for us to be intentional with voice technology uh, that could really impact education. And I'm talking more than just memorization. I think that's part of the problem is that when uh, we as people in the voice industry talk about what voice tech can do, we tend to mention things that help students with rote memorization or rote learning. And that's not really what we want to do. We want to light a fire as educators. We don't want to just pour information in. So we've got to start thinking about how do we take this to the next level in order to really be beneficial. And so I've been thinking, what if there was a skill, an action, a capsule that allowed students to go through the design thinking process that they get to a certain point and they interact with this voice assistant in the classroom maybe in the midst of a group project where it kind of leads the discussion and leads them through the steps of design thinking maybe we strive more to align these opportunities these voice apps 
to be aligned with standards for learning. Maybe it's a science standard. Maybe it's a foreign language standard. Maybe it's grade level as well as um, the ability to master concepts. And so I think a teacher would be more prone to want to use something if they could see that, oh, this is the standard because most teachers are teaching from some form of standard in their classroom. This is the standard I'm teaching today. I can go here and I can find a voice app that aligns with that standard and I can share it with the students. I think we've got to be more intentional about helping teachers find the right information instead of just creating and hoping that they will find it and us saying it's for math it's for social studies it's for science they've got to know the when what why and how and they've got to be able to access it e easily i believe that there's still something out there that a voice assistant can do that other technology can't and maybe it is uh the first technology that gives students, children, access to non-biased media. Maybe it is teaching them about media bias. Maybe it is teaching them about digital citizenship. There are things out there that we need to be looking at. Not how we've always taught, but what does this look like for the future? And I'm here to help you be inspired. This is Julie Daniel Davis signing off.